Hey friends, welcome to my podcast. I hope you're doing well. I'm so excited about what I'm going to share with you this week. So I'm just going to jump right in and get started. Now, be sure to listen all the way to the end because I want to share some big news with you. News that might change your life or it definitely will change your summer. So I'm reading a book by John Seforit called The Wealthy Gardener. In the beginning of the book, he talks about how we spend our days. He refers to the hours of our day as impact hours or hollow hours. An impact hour is 60 minutes of doing the right thing that will lead you to a critical outcome, which in turn allows you to reach your goals. A hollow hour is simply 60 minutes of unproductive time where the result leaves you in the same place you currently are. Now, impact hours can be in your business or professional life, but they can also be in your spiritual life. An impact hour could be an hour for prayer, meditation, or adoration. You can also have impact hours in your marriage or family life, a time where you focus on your spouse or children. It's an hour where you could turn off the distractions and focus on the ones who are in front of you with heartfelt conversations or by simply listening and being present. We live in a world full of distractions, so being present in the current moment really takes some effort. The author, John Seforic, refers to life as a quiet parade of days. Let me repeat that. Your life is like a quiet parade of days. Now, think about a time when you were at a parade. The floats appear on the horizon and slowly make their way to where you are standing, and then they slowly fade away. You know they are coming. You see them, hear them, and then they are simply gone. Some floats are more exciting than others. Some are more colorful and lively. Some are loud. Some are fun. And then there are some that are drab and boring. Some are just floats. This is similar to the days of your life. Some days are exciting and eventful, but then some days are just ordinary. I want to read you a quote from The Wealthy Gardener. Our potential is useless without our engagement of time. Every condition we desire, including prosperity and wealth, requires a price to be paid. Our outcomes reflect our hours. We miss the height of our fullest potential by not engaging the quiet parade of days. Brian Tracy tells us, time management is the sun, and everything that you do is the planets in orbit. Benjamin Franklin wrote, Dost thou love life? Then do not squander time, for that's the stuff life is made of. I am in a transition in my life. My youngest son recently graduated from high school and will go off to college in a few short months. My oldest son is soon to become a father, so my husband and I will become grandparents, which we are absolutely thrilled about. Both of these events signal new phases in life. For the past 32 years, we have focused on raising our children. We have poured our hearts and souls into providing for them, feeding them, making sure they got a good education, encouraging them, teaching them life lessons, and most importantly, sharing our faith with them. 
I was recently telling a friend that the days of homework, early bedtime, sports practices, birthday parties, school projects, and more seemed like they were going to last forever. And then one day it was all over. When you are in the midst of that season in your life, the days can seem long and ordinary. They seem like a quiet parade going by. Yet looking back, those were precious days. Days that bring me to tears because they are no longer there. Days full of memories that I wouldn't trade for anything, even though some of those days were difficult and stressful. The difficult days seem to fade to the back of my mind, and what I am left with are the memories of laughter, love, and joy. So back to the quote, life is like a quiet parade of days. Stop and think about the days in your life. We know we aren't guaranteed tomorrow, so we must live each day to the fullest. How are you doing in that area? Are you greeting each new day with hope, anticipation, and determination? Or do you allow your days to come and go? Do your days quietly pass by while you sit back and think of all the things you want to do but never get around to doing? Do you have big goals or dreams, yet day after day you find yourself further and further from that goal because you don't act on it? When the end of your life comes, what will your legacy be? I was recently watching a TikTok video with Kim Fitzpatrick. She said that your obituary won't be having washboard abs, a J-Lo booty, or having thousands of followers on social media. Instead, your obituary will tell the impact that you made, how you served, how you loved, the memories that you made, and the happiness that you had. You see, the world tries to tell us that the first things are what is important. But we know that when we reach the pearly gates— God isn't going to care about washboard abs or social media likes. He's going to care about how much compassion and love we shared with others, how we served others, and how we shared his great love. I want to read you another passage now from The Wealthy Gardener, and it's about a group of people meeting St. Peter at the pearly gates. Four people died and went to heaven. They formed a nervous line outside the pearly gates. In front of the gate stood St. Peter holding four books, each summarizing one of the four's lives. The first man in line stepped forward and stood in front of St. Peter, who was scanning the summary page of this fellow's life. This first person had possessed average intelligence and abilities. In his time, he had married and raised a family, applied himself and risen to the position of foreman at the local factory, volunteered faithfully at his church, participated as a little league coach, and had been on the school board. You've used your time well, said St. Peter, looking up. I need more like you down there. So I send you back to resume your life as a pillar of the community. You will have your dignity and the respect of others. Poof! There was a cloud of smoke, and the man vanished from sight. The next person, a woman this time, stepped forward. St. Peter studied her thin book of life, grunting several times. Finally, his gaze fell upon her. You had fair abilities and intelligence. 
You used none of them. You merely existed in your time. You avoided work and strain at all cost. Your love of idleness led to a life of frivolity. And since you have proven yourself worthy of little more than eating and sitting, I return you to earth as a cow. There you can graze in idleness until the day of your slaughter. Poof! There was a cloud of smoke and the woman was gone. The two people remaining in line thought they heard a moo. After witnessing this harsh judgment, the next person in line hesitantly stepped forward. He was a middle-aged man who fidgeted as St. Peter thumbed through his book with heavy sighs. You were gifted with the genius to be a writer unlike the world has ever read. And you had the occasion to engage this ability, said St. Peter. You were compelled by an inner urge to write, but you drowned it in drink. Instead, you became a laborer. You spent beyond your means, and your wanton lifestyle trapped you into wage slavery. You failed your destiny, and the world will never know the books that only you could have written. Since you have proven yourself capable of work without thought, I return you now as an ox to plow fields in the hot sun where your genius will be unneeded. Poof! The man vanished in a cloud of smoke. The final woman stepped forward with a sense of calmness unlike the others. St. Peter looked up from her book and studied her with unveiled interest. You used your mind, you found your interest, and you used your time with care, and you weathered the storms of life. A smile formed on St. Peter's face. You engaged with deep concern for others, and you learned the many rewards of selflessness. You raised a family, impacted the common good, lived by your values, and you followed your inner voice. Hmm, what am I to do with you? St. Peter shrugged. I send you back as an earthen angel where your influence will grow. Let your light shine. So, what can we learn from this? God gives each one of us a certain number of days on this earth to live. We don't know the number, but you can be certain that each day is a gift. In this gift, you were called to live each one of those days to the fullest. But what exactly does that mean? First, don't take a single day for granted. Each morning when you wake up, as your feet hit the floor, pause to thank God for another opportunity to serve Him, for the chance to show your spouse, your children, and your loved ones once again just how much you love them. Go ahead when your feet hit the floor and give thanks to God for all of the blessings that He will pour into your life that day, the ones that are seen, but also all of those little tiny blessings that go unseen. In Psalm 1611, we read, You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forever. Second, use your gifts. God gave you a special set of gifts. Those gifts are needed to build up his kingdom. I recently was in a school and saw this quote. We all have something in us that the world needs. What does the world need from you? 
It is so easy to think that your gifts aren't good enough or that they don't compare to the gifts that other people have, so you might keep them hidden. My friends, this is exactly what the enemy wants you to do. The enemy wants you to be filled with self-doubt, to compare and despair and live in fear so that you play small. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians, Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. The world needs you. Yes, you. Stop allowing your days to come and go like a quiet parade. Use your days to make a difference in your life, in the life of your family, in your church, or in your community. When you put forth the effort, God will empower you. Third, if life is like a parade, then create the biggest, most colorful, exciting float that you can. What does this mean? It means dream big. It doesn't matter what phase of life you are in right now. There's always a dream in your heart, so dream big. God doesn't want you to play small or live in fear. What is that desire in your heart? What do you dream of accomplishing? But then your brain tells you it is impossible or too difficult or that you aren't smart enough to do it. Don't listen to your brain. It is only trying to protect you because going after your dreams can be hard. You might fall on your face. You will probably have more failures than successes. But my friends, it only takes that one success to see your dream come true. More importantly, when your desires align with God's purpose in your life, then nothing can stop you. When you decide to create an impact by making each day count and by sharing your gifts and talents, then you will make a difference. Your light will shine brightly for all to see. You will be that earthen angel, impacting and serving others. God wants us to bless others. In Peter, we read, We are called to use our gifts to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. We are blessed when we live our life to bless others. So, Now, I want to share an exciting opportunity with you that will guide you to live your life to the fullest. Beginning June 1st, I am kicking off an eight-week summer challenge. This challenge is open to men and women who want to recharge, reconnect, and refocus their life. So you might think, how will this change your life? Do you ever feel like you're on empty or out of gas? Maybe you are stuck and don't know what comes next. We are all transitioning into different phases of life, and sometimes you need to pause, take a step away from the hustle and bustle of life to recharge. You can give yourself permission to recharge and rest without feeling guilty. Just like our laptops, iPhones, or Apple Watches need to be recharged on a regular basis so that they function properly, the same holds true for your life. In this summer challenge, you will learn how to recharge mentally, physically, and spiritually 
so that you can live your life to the fullest potential. The second focus of the eight-week summer challenge is to reconnect. We live in a busy world, and it is easy to become disconnected from yourself, in your marriage, with your family, or even in your faith. Creating strong, authentic connections is what we all strive for. It is what we all yearn for deep inside. In this challenge, you will be equipped and encouraged to take inventory of your relationships and learn how to communicate and connect on deeper levels. Relationships are our biggest gifts and our greatest sources of joy, but they can also bring intense pain and heartache. Healing, connection, and finding joy in all of your relationships begins with Y-O-U. You hold the key to creating relationships that you love. You have the power to feel better and find joy in your relationships even without the other person changing. I promise this is true. Third, in the eight-week summer challenge, you will refocus on your goals and dreams. Over time, you can lose sight of what you really want to accomplish. You may have realized that your life has become a quiet parade, going by one day at a time. In this challenge, you will learn how to create impactful actions that will move you forward so that you can get unstuck. You will learn how to chart a path that leads towards that one goal that you want to conquer, that one goal that always seems to be out of reach, like getting healthy, moving more, stop overeating, stop drinking too much, arguing with your spouse, or whatever is on your heart that you want to achieve. You will learn how to identify the obstacles that might knock you off track, how to love yourself as you move forward, and how to celebrate your successes one tiny step at a time. If you are interested in learning more about the Summer Challenge so that you can stop allowing your days to come and go like a quiet parade, if you want to use your days to make a difference in your life, in the life of your family, your church, or your community, then go to my website, www.jennygwenlifecoach.com, or you can see the link in the podcast show notes. You see... The summer is going to come and go. The days of the eight-week challenge are going to go by. The question is, do you want them to quietly come and go? Or do you want to make those days count? Do you want to make sure those days are filled with joy, laughter, success, and wonderful memories? You can check out the summer challenge on my website. All right, friend, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we thank you for the gift of time. We thank you for the gift of our lives, of the days that you give us. We ask that you fill us with the Holy Spirit so that each day we can serve you by loving others, by showing love and compassion to our families, but also, Lord, to those people who we find difficult to love, the people that we want to avoid or turn away from. Lord, we ask that you open our hearts and minds to see the goals and the dreams that you have placed in our hearts. We ask you for the strength, the wisdom, and the encouragement 
to move forward, trusting you, knowing that you will give us everything we need. Because God, we know nothing is impossible with you. Lord, we ask that you bless our families, you bless our marriages, so that we can be a shining light for the world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you next week. God bless.